Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding the finance, set up the staffing. Our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Ian Kennedy, and I'm here with Jillian Music, co-founder of Moz and my partner at Outlines Venture Group. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs helping online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more at outlinesventure.com. Morning, Jillian. How are you this beautiful Monday? Absolutely wonderful. It's beginning to look like autumn in Puget Sound, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, so what are we doing always. today? Who are we going to talk with? Well, today we're talking with Amy Levins. She is the owner of Imprint PDX and a veteran recruiter for tech and digital marketing staffing. Amy has worked for large enterprises and small startups for, gosh, 15 years. And I think she really has her finger on the pulse of attracting talent. And I'm sure she has a lot to say about how to hire the right team to take your company forward. Also, as you recall, Jillian, we've been talking a lot lately about diversity in tech companies, both gender diversity and ethnic diversity, and that's a hot topic with Amy right now, too. So we're going to talk about that today, too. So first, Amy, welcome to CEO Coach. Hello. It's really good to have you. Um, Thanks for joining us, Amy. Yeah, thank you so much. Most of our listeners are leading companies um, and they're, some of them have uh, just started building their staffs. They need a, to know effective ways to do that. Um, I was hoping that we could draw on your experience to tell us what you found works and what doesn't. But first, uh, it's okay now to toot your horn a little bit and tell everybody just what you have done in 15 years. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I've been working in both recruiting and uh, human resources roles since 1998. With the past 10 years, I have been primarily focused on recruiting. Had a, a human resources management foundation, which really helped me be successful in all these recruiting roles um, because I have a background in employment law. I know how organizations function and, of course, how re- recruiting relates to the rest of human resources. So. I've worked as a corporate recruiter um, internally. I've worked at staffing agencies. And now I run my own business where I do retain search recruitments and career coaching. Um, I've worked with companies who have tens of thousands of employees like Adidas. I've worked in the government sector. And I've worked with a lot of startups, primarily in the tech sector. And really just over these years found that my sweet spot is helping those smaller companies who don't have their own dedicated recruiters. So 
you are finding that uh, what you really, really enjoy doing is working with the small companies. Certainly, your big company experience would inform that, would it not? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I've seen what, what companies can look like when they do get bigger. Which a lot of our startup CEOs are wishing for. You know, that's that's their dream on their horizon. Exactly. So, Amy, walk us through your process um, and and tell us about how it's worked for some of the, the wins that you've had. Yeah, so I... Um the first thing I have to focus on is the relationship with the hiring manager and the hiring team and understanding what's working and what's not working. Um, why are they doing the hire? Is it a new position? You know, is it a, um, a replacement? What's the vibe on the team if it is a replacement? Uh, really understanding what the position is and challenging them often on what they need for that role. So we sit down and we go over that job description, which is usually a pretty boring um, list of qualifications and requirements. And the thing is, is so many of those are super boring. We've seen them all on the websites uh, where it's just a giant list of bullet points. And so my job is to turn that into more of a marketing piece so that candidates, potential candidates, are actually interested in the company and the job. So we really sit there and go, okay, does this requirement absolutely necessary? Can they do the job if they don't have it? That's a big thing I focus on. And then after that, we get a good job posting put together. Then we put out together a process that really, really works, that will get both the hiring teams what they need and also give a really good candidate experience. That's something, the candidate experience, that I really focus on as a recruiter because it translates in, especially in a community like Portland and the Pacific Northwest where a lot of people know each other. And so I will have people who had a great experience with me at one company, even if they didn't get hired, will come back to me when I'm hiring for another client. So I'm hearing you say that one of the most important things is actually marketing one's company to the candidate. Is that is that right? Yes, absolutely. The um, the not just the oh we have great benefits. Uh, it, it's more here's what's cool about the job. Here's how we take care of you, and here's how the whole vibe of the company works. The whole culture looks like. Yeah, I was going to say, do you talk a lot about corporate culture there? Um, I know that over at Moz, we used to do that a great deal. And actually, we would put that before all of the requirements of a job. Is mm-hmm. that how you do it as well? You kind of say, culture fit first, then we'll talk about everything else? Yeah, in in, in a way. Um, with, with culture fit, you know, that's such a big word. Um, a lot of it, there's company culture and there's department culture, how things work in that department. I leave the department culture up to the hiring manager and the hiring team to really communicate. I like to talk more about the way the company is. Is this the company that, you know, promotes from within, for example? Is this a company that really encourages, you know, learning on your own or will they send you to trainings? That type of thing is um, the kind of culture I focus on. So that's the culture that would uh, make be appealing to the to the potential uh, employee. And I I'm hearing the word that comes to mind, and I know it's not new to you, Amy, is uh, 
customer, treating your candidates like customers. Absolutely, absolutely. I My first job before I was ever in HR was for Nordstrom. I worked there for seven years and it was drilled into me. Everybody's a customer. Candidates are customers. And if you think about it, a lot of these companies are selling things to people, right? And so if we don't treat our candidates like customers, so we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. So your candidate or my candidate, if it's my company, is my customer because everybody's a customer. Can you describe the relationship between uh, a uh, hiring manager and a recruiter? What what it, do they do together? That's Is that another customer or is there a different relationship in the dynamic of, of hiring? Absolutely. Well, first of all, everybody's a customer, no matter what direction you're looking, whether they're a client or a candidate. But I consider my hiring managers my partners. It's the kind of thing where I need to know what they need. I need to know how they are and they need to know how I am. You know, it sounds very basic, but we need to make sure we're on the same page. As far as turnaround time, for example, I have high expectations for my hiring managers and hiring teams for having quick turnaround time so that we're treating our candidates with respect and to know that they're really committed to filling the position. So we need to get on the same page immediately from the start, and then we can move really, really quickly, and we can pivot as needed during the process. It sounds like what you're talking about is essentially setting clear expectations with your client and making sure that if they didn't have those expectations before, they certainly do now. Definitely, definitely. Okay. And, and that the expectations for if something changes how will we handle that? How will we take care of the candidates affected during the process as well? Well, that's just super, uh, Amy. We have to take a break now, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit um, about your take on diversity in tech hiring. So this is Ann Kennedy with CEO Coach, and we will be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? 
point click and it's live in real time want to change the content mix of your app point click and it's live in real time power your mobile business with rumble are you ready to rumble visit www.rumble.me We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with Jillian Music. And today we're talking with Amy Levins, who is a Pacific Northwest tech recruiter and coach. Amy, let's turn to the issues of increasing hiring of women and people of color something that we all, you and I and Jillian, acknowledge the tech industry for the most part has been embarrassingly poor at. Yeah, Recently, Fortune did a study of nine tech companies, uh, Airbnb, eBay, LinkedIn, HP, Facebook, Google, Cisco, Microsoft, and Intel. And uh, for our listeners, we'll put that link up on our Facebook page. The study found the results so poor for gender diversity and even worse for ethnic diversity. So I'm really interested, Amy, in your 15 years experience and most much of it being in tech. What do you see as the key points here? Oh, gosh, there's there's so many areas of diversity that relate to this. Um, I'd say diversity of thought is often out there, the way people communicate, and that often relates to the traditional EEO sides of diversity. Um, I see that a lot of people out there, a lot of companies out there setting these diversity goals, but not really taking a whole lot of action. They're not really taking a whole lot of accountability as far as ensuring they have policies and processes that are enforced from the top down. On your blog, you had a guest who wrote a a, a post that I really enjoyed about the bro-grammar culture, you know, which is a, a mashup of brother and or bro and programmer. And the your guest was uh, positing that that was holding back programming and, and expanding um, into more diverse employee pools uh, the, because of the culture. You know, we, we hear about women like uh, Diane Marsh at, uh, at Netflix. She's head of building developer tools. And uh, Lainey Kunzel, who sits over at Facebook, I think about three desks away from, from Mark Zuckerberg. Are they few and far between? Uh, yeah, <laughs> to be honest, yes, yes, they are. And and the thing is, however, I mean, Facebook isn't exactly known for their diversity hiring either. Their numbers were, were pretty awful. Um, the the things I see is a lot of PR going out about diversity, but not a lot of enforcement. Um, one of the things that came up recently in Portland was a bunch of startups getting together and talking about how they're going to set these goals and they're going to talk about diversity. But one of the themes I keep hearing is, oh, it doesn't happen overnight. And honestly, if you put in a good policy and you enforce it, you don't have to wait until you get 100% buy-in. You're never going to get 100% buy-in. But if you put in some policies and the head of the company is saying, this is what we're going to do, then you enforce it and there's repercussions if you don't, then I think change thing, change will happen much quicker than they anticipated. 
So What's there, is this, wait, there is this piece, though, that I think we should really kind of, you know, this elephant in the room. Yeah. If there are not enough people who are qualified that don't happen to be male, white, and probably fairly young, how does one hire enough of them? So I would ask you, are you seeing, um, Amy, that, you know, the schools are turning out more uh, women of all races and men of all races who have the technical chops to do these kinds of uh, tech jobs, um, who could rise to the top as well, who have either managerial uh, abilities or have, um, you know, sole uh, you know, contributor uh, styles and whatever, but whichever way it is, they really could you know, rise to the top. Are you seeing a larger pool of potential candidates? I am seeing it because of the way I work with my hiring managers to look at qualifications and determine how much is really needed for the job. The problem okay. is, is we have a lot of people seeking out rock stars, as they're called here. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is you don't always need rock stars to do every type of job. It's bad for diversity to have a whole bunch of senior level people. You need mid-level people. You need junior people. You need that for the type of work there is, and you need that for overall retention. If you're going to be growing your team, you want people who are going to be growing themselves. That is a reason people come to companies in the first place. And So when I look at a recruitment and I see 15 drop-dead requirements and a job that is really just, let's say, a mid-level software developer, I know that there's a lot of people out there who are not even applying because they've got such high requirements for a position that really doesn't need as much as they say they need. Got it. So that would be one way, by looking at the requirements um, of the position itself, hiring, if you will, more junior people. And since there are, there's greater diversity in the more junior positions now, then they can grow to become seniors in that field. That makes good sense. And it does indicate that there is then a larger pool of people coming out of the schools being ready to enter that workforce. And some of them, of course, will get all the way to the top in that senior position. That's a good thing. One of the things that Anne and I have talked about a lot is that um, when women are promoted from within, they are promoted for what they have already accomplished. And when men are promoted from within, they are promoted for what their potential Um, abilities would indicate they can accomplish. Mm -hmm. In other words, you have to have done it before, before you get to do it, you know, for women and not so for men. Now, I should think that that's not anywhere near 100%, but enough that it's a problem. Um, Are you seeing that as well? And how do you get past that where you say, no, you give that person a try because, you know, in, in another circumstance, you would have. Exactly. So, so two things that came to mind when you said that it, kind of made me laugh because I've worked on a recruitment recently where I talked with the hiring manager and he said, well, they haven't done all this stuff like us. And I say, well, you can't all, you know, the, the common thing people like to say when hiring is you judge future performance on past performance. Well, that's not always the case. It depends what they've been doing. It depends what industry they've been in. You could be developing for Intel and then come to a completely different software company and doing very different types of work. But if you have the basic skills as an engineer, for example, are you a good problem solver? How do you 
deal with change, how do you work with other developers, you can pivot to a lot of different types of jobs. So that, that, was, that was one thing where I said you can't always look back and um, like you said, you want to see what they can do going forward. That has a lot to do with a good hiring process is making sure you give them exercise to see what they'll do in your company. You don't just ask them questions about the past. So Amy, wait, you just hit on something very important, I think. I think what you're telling us is that, again, there are greater pools of diversity in um, folks who have not yet reached this very senior level, right? We're seeing improvements, but they're at a younger level and not yet at the very highest thing. So one thing you said was, take a look at the actual requirements for your position. You don't actually need a super rock star. You can have fewer skill sets and they can grow those skill sets in your company. So I guess it makes it more affordable for the company. Company, that's a good thing. And then it increases diversity in the marketplace. The second thing, though, was really intriguing. What you said was, um, as we had talked about, folks who are asked to have performed whatever it is they're about to perform before they even get the job. In other words, if you haven't done it, you don't get to do it, catch 22, right? What you said really was, I think, ask forward-thinking questions. Ask what would you do in this company, in this position, rather than only what did you do last time. It's important to know what they've done last time or how they've solved problems, but they should be indicators of future ability. And I think we offer that uh, to white males, and we do not offer it to almost anyone else. Uh, and again, not 100%. I'm not throwing the, you know, a whole bunch of people under the bus, but certainly large enough that it has created a great problem. And that's one way to solve it. So I thought that was very interesting. We need to take a break now. Uh, this is Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we're talking to Amy Levins about hiring for tech and, in particular, hiring for diversity in tech. And we will be right back with some top tips for moving all of this forward. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. 
If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music with my partner, Ann Kennedy. We're talking with Amy Levins uh, today about diversity in the workplace. We're talking about how to hire folks, about how to build teams, and how to make them strong over time. So, Amy, as we wrap up here, I'm hoping you can provide us with a few tips for the CEOs who are listening today. Um, in general, these folks are starting companies at a fairly early level, but some have already, you know, expanded to, I don't know, the, the beginning side. 20, 30, 50, and even 100 or 200 employees. So as you grow a team, technology, marketing, or otherwise, and so on, what are your top tips for a CEO to say, cover that one kind of from the whole platform. Don't, don't even think about getting into it before you do this. Great, exactly. So um, the first one, and I've talked about this already, is being flexible on your qualifications. What are you looking for? Be realistic about pay as well. There's a lot of companies that are hiring and have some unrealistic pay expectations for what they're going to have to pay for people. Um, Another thing is ensuring you have really good processes from the start to ensure that you are looking at diversity when you're hiring, when you're going out there, that you have people doing outreach into the community, people who will look at areas such as high schools and colleges and community groups. Bring in partners to help you. If you look at your company and you see that you're pretty much all white men under 25, for example, then reach out to people who are not like you. It's only going to be better for your business. And I have a really good quote from a leader in the tech community here in Portland named Selena Deckelman, who wrote a great piece for the Portland Business Journal. And what she said was, startup funders should keep holding executives accountable. Company cultures grow from the seeds planted by their leaders. The next crucial step is to require companies to bring on qualified HR, skilled with workforce diversity issues, to guide management early on. These companies need it, and our tech leaders should demand it. Brilliant statement. Okay. So essentially what you're saying is bring on those qualified HR folks who can help you uh, to build a diverse team. Absolutely. One of the things I've seen with startups is they don't bring on HR early enough. They consider it an administrative position, which I think can be a really huge mistake. Got it. Okay. Brilliant tips. Thank you so much, Amy. And any last questions before we wrap it up? I was just going to say what Amy just, the last thing she said about uh, not leaving HR to last, I think back to how Zillow started for a long time. I think they were mostly a developer team that was very quietly in the background, but they had out front of an HR team that was building their developer team. And it was apparent because that's all they had up on their website was uh, on the Zillow.com while they're building it. But obviously they started from from the right direction. If it's good enough for Zillow, it's good for everybody else. So, Amy, it's been a delight having you on the program. Um, I hope that you'll come back and join us again um, soon. We have really enjoyed having you. Thank you so much. I'd love to. 
Now, please tell our listeners how they could get in touch with you if they would like to perhaps discuss with you a possible recruiting engagement. Wonderful. Well, first of all, of course, I'm a recruiter. I can be found on LinkedIn. My name is A-I-M-E-E, so make sure to spell it right. Otherwise, you can go to my website, which is imprintpdx.com, and learn all about both my recruiting and career coaching. Super. Well, that's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at webmasterradio.fm for their support. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can also find links and more on facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Do stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.